I would. Then, but then that's the first. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Rabbi say, Rabbi say. Yitzhala, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear. Let, let's see this, and then we'll see Pesukim. I want to see this. Shmuel says the Gemara in Marcus Chavezim and Beis in Beis Medrash, the Beis Medrash that guy built, and my mind's on the Beis Medrash. I saw the Chevra last night. I want to describe before we get to Avos for a few minutes what I saw David, what I see in David, and what I see in the Chevra last night. This is what I want to describe, Shlomo Zalman. And I want to talk to the guys about it for a few minutes. The, Gemar, the base Medrash right now, thinking about the base Medrash, the base Medrash is learning the third parak of Marcus. In the third parak of Marcus, there's a Gemara. I want you to hear this, Kiva. I want you to hear this. All the temptation, all the temptation for Fortnite and these things, are all the temptation. Life is adventurous and beautiful. People give up winning life so you win in other arenas. If you're, if you're battling in life, you're literally less tempted to win in, in, in fake life. People watch James Bond because we all want to be him. When you give up being him, you watch him. To me, why would I want to watch him be him? Be adventurous. Win. Win life. Do, have idealism. I was driving here with my Levy. describes his taking on life. When you, he's not listening. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to throw him some bones. I'm telling you that he, that he, that, he, that I was talking to him last night today. When you embrace life, when you embrace life and try to win, you are so much less. Tem- I'm not saying it's not gishmak. I'm not making up something. Anybody, a guy embracing life also. But the temp- a guy described to me, Ben Azmanim, that Ben Azmanim, he went to a lot of fake places. It's been a good person. And we both were talking about it this morning. We were talking for close to an hour to a bacher. He went, Ben Azmanim, a lot of fake places. And we, like, very mature, sophisticated Ben Tyre. And we both realized that in, when all the struggles of life get intense, his family life is very, very difficult. When the struggles get intense, he automatically runs away to fake worlds. He describes that there's not the bad stuff he was doing, but he describes also going to games and computer games. When life, that's where he runs, and he's a more sophisticated stage in life. And he hops when things get tense around him and real life gets overwhelming, he escapes the fake life. Instead of winning, we look at it, big athletes are playing Fortnite. It's like weird. You're in the NBA. We look at it. We only play Fortnite because we're not in the NBA. You're playing in the NBA. What are you running to Fortnite? The answer is he's also, his real life stinks also. So he runs away to Fortnite also. It's only us who delude that if we play basketball, we wouldn't play Fortnite. He's playing basketball and life's ridiculous. So he also needs a place to run. He runs to Fortnite. All the places people run. I was asked when I was in, somebody, Rev. Aaron Cutler pulled me aside. He's a very bright person. Rev. Aaron Cutler, the one who's running Lakewood. The, 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 Rev. Aaron Cutler. Amazing, Rev. Aaron Cutler. He's an amazing guy, bright person. He asked me what I think. He said, I want to speak to you. And he said, he said, what do you think the drug problem today? Like, uh, is Kaleosrol prepared enough? Are we doing enough? And he asked, you were there when he came to me privately, when he, when he came to speak. But he asked me, what do you think? Give me, give me an honest assessment. So I just, not, not that, 
I don't want to pretend. You know, people love saying, I was asked. I'm not asked. I'm not a Russian. Aaron Cole doesn't need Dan Kalish. We were schmoozing and he wanted to schmooze. We were not, you know, no name dropping for. Rev. Aaron Cutler is running a yeshiva and doing very good things. He was. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are at Varamiz. The kids are at Varamiz. I pay Rev. Ezi for the compliments. It is Mechazi. It is Mechazi. You know, guy, let's see how many times he's saying, like, you know, I'm not always asking the child. It's been booked today. Somebody's. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> the kids are at Varamis. He was talking about the drug problem today. And, and I feel strongly this way that people, I played my kids a song in the car and I said, I want you to hear this. It was a song describing a guy playing pool. And he's lost in the world of pool. When I was growing up, it's um, Tony's, King of Tony's. So when I was growing up, pool was like the bad, the bad guys played pool. That was like you were a really bad kid. So I played my kids the song and I told them in every age, I don't know what the bad guy is going to do when you're 40. Every age and stage, the bad guy is doing something. I said what the Yetzirah loves is when we fight the pool of the world. Fight pool, fight drugs, fight alcohol. Fight. He loves when we fight the vice. Because it's a smokescreen away from the real issue. The, I told Revere Kohler, our battle is not against drugs and nothing has changed. Zero. The fight's not a fight against the vice. It's not, I don't care for it, and I don't care what you fill in. All the fake things. The fight is to give reality. The fight is to embrace reality, to really grow, to really care, to really manage our relationship with our parents, to really manage our middays, to really take control of life and be a healthy, growing, sincere, real, authentic person. You get very distracted when you, when you think of the vice of the times. Whatever that issue that people escape to, it's all the same thing. It doesn't change. It only becomes a distraction. It becomes, let's analyze drugs. Let's analyze drinking. Let's, all the things that people use, if it used to be pool, that's where a guy hid behind. Whatever vice the person runs to and hides, the vice is not the point. The point is, remains the same. All the way back to the Gemara Nadarim, that Yehuda was a very happy man, and the Matronusa, the Roman lady, says to him, you must be a drunk. You must be great at Fortnite. You must always win Fortnite if you're so happy. She said, you must be drunk. The Gemara should have a blank space. You must be blank space. It doesn't mean you must be the best pool player in the planet. You must be the best Fortnite player the world's ever seen. You must drink, have amazing sketch. You must have an amazing brand of drug. The, it doesn't matter what line you fill in there. She said to him, if you're so happy, you must have a great place of escape. And he said, no, Chachmas Adam, Tayyar Panav, I learned Tayyar. I embrace life in a real way, and I actually win at life. I don't have to escape. You could actually win at life. That's what you the answers. That conversation stays true and is true in every single stage and age. Don't run away. Figure out, take yourself in your own unique way. So it's a tremendous segue. The segue, thank you, Akiva, is a segue into what I saw last night. I was literally staggered. I couldn't start speaking. 
You know, th- there's, there's three motives to start singing a song. There are three motives to start singing a song be- um, with a chevre. Either you don't know your speech and you need to buy time to, to think of something. So that could be a motive to sing a song. So then while they're singing, you could think of a speech. That could be a motive. Or the second motive could be there's certain words that you're feeling. And you want to, those words, you're pushed feeling the words, and you just feel the need to sing those words. That's a second motive. Or sometimes that you want to get the oilum riled up more into things, and you can sing for that reason. Last night I was sitting with the chevron, and it was hard to talk. It literally was hard to talk, looking at, and I'll explain what I saw, and the motive to sing was because I couldn't start talking yet. I guess it doesn't really fit exact any one of those three things, and maybe more like the first one. I knew what I wanted to say, I just couldn't talk yet. And I want to explain what I saw last night. The Gemara in Makkah, Chabez HaMadez. The Gemara says, they're learning the third paragraph of Makkah, and the Gemara says, Omar Rava, Rabbi says, Kama tipshoi, how foolish Shar Inshi. How foolish, very interesting Lushan, other people, Shar Inshi. It's interesting, he calls them other people. How foolish are other people? It doesn't say who they are precisely. It's funny the word Shar Inshi, Kama tipshoi Inshi. How foolish are people? I don't even know, I'm not clear, the Shar Inshi. I'm not, I'm not getting it anywhere with the, with the, the words, but I, you have to notice the words. How foolish are other people? That what do they do? But this is how foolish some people are. I, my, I think what he's saying, other people, people who aren't emistic. People, when, you'll hear what I'm getting at when we speak a little further, but Shar Inchi, other people, how foolish they are. What's their foolishness? The Kaimi Mikame Sefetayda. A Sefetayda comes to the base Medrash, we're in the middle of a Shear, everybody stops and stands up. You're in the middle of a Shear and a Sefetayda comes in, people stop. Should you be standing up? It's not covered to the, the guy teaching Torah. Maybe it's not covered to the one teaching Torah. But everybody stands up and say, the Torah stand up. And maybe you should. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. But everybody stands up to say, the Torah. At least what I do say is you have to think about the one speaking also. But you should stand up. But, but, but how foolish people are. They stand up in front of a Sefer Torah. But in front of a Talmud Chacham, they don't stand up. How foolish are they are. How foolish are they are, they are that they stand up for a Sefer Torah and they don't stand up for the learner of Torah. In the Sefer Torah it says, give 40 Malkus. And the Rabbanon minus one, the Rabbanon said, Hashem said a very funny language. He said, with the number 40 you shall hit a guy who's high of Malkus. Who gets Malchus, Rabbi Say, For what do you get Malchus? A lot of things. For what do you get Malchus? Give me the rule. Give me the rule. For what do you get Malchus? Oh, proud of you, guy. For being over a love in the Torah. For a negative commandment in the Torah, you get Malchus. For an assay, what's the Einish for an assay? Thank you for your silence. You're all right. Nothing. There's no Einish for an assay. For a love, the Einish is Malchus. So concerning Malchus, it says... 
The Einish for Eloisase in the Torah, negative command, the Torah's lashes. And it says, Bemispar Arbaim Yakenu. With the number 40, you shall hit him. And Chazal bothered such a strange way Hashem spoke. With the number 40, just say 40. Everybody knows 40 is a number. Why God say, with the number 40, you should hit him? Just say 40 times, hit him. Hashem needed to tell us 40 is a number. Says Chazal, it means the number that brings the 40, you should hit him. It means 39. The number that brings the 40, you should hit him. 39 lashes. Why did you say 39? Ooh. So says Maish, why does Hashem talk in hint and the Rabbanon tell us what it means? So I want to explain. Kasha number one this morning. Why did Hashem do that? Kasha one. That Hashem says 40, but He says the number 40, and the Rabbanon brilliantly, amazingly, they figure out what God meant. God means, God didn't want to say 39, He says 40. And the Rabbanon bail us out. Each lash is a, the guy was a near-death experience. I love our Torah. (laughs) Jail is like ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense. You torture a person the rest of his life. It makes no sense. It's torture for eight years, for six years. Jail is ridiculous. It's sick, cruel, and unusual. There's very little jail in the Torah. And the Einish in the Torah is the neatest thing. We beat the stuffings out there. We put doctors that he doesn't die. He's near death. Thank you so much. Thank you. He's near death. We give him Malchus. And then the next minute after Lash is a full-fledged yid. A tzaddik, we hug him, we treat him, we get him better, and he's back to society. See, he has a few minutes of real pain. We need a deterrent. He needs an oynesh. He did a terrible, he defied Hashem. He was over, he was warned. And he lehed you. He was warned. If he wasn't warned, he doesn't get malchus. He was warned and he says, no, I'm going against God. We beat him up. And then he's perfectly fine. It's such a beautiful thing. He's back to society. Perfect. He got his deterrent, he got his crime quickly, efficiently, and then he's back, right back. Now each lash is a big deal. And the Rabbanan came and minus it one. Says Rava, how stupid are people, how silly are these people that they stand up for the Torah, they don't stand up for the Rabbanan. Three questions. Question number one is why did Hashem write it that way? Maish Deutsch's question. Wow. Question number two is what in the world is Rabba saying? It's true the Rabbanan were nice for us. They minus the lash, a hit. But why is that a reason that they're stupid? You're so stupid. You stand up with the Torah, not the Chachamim. Hey, look, the Chachamim minus the lash. Like, why is that the reason? The Chachamim are great people. That's why you should stand up. Rabba says you're, they're stupid, the Sharon. You don't stand up to the Chachamim because they minus the hit. What is Rava saying, Kasha 2? Kasha 3, the Ran's Kasha. Ask the Heiligaran, where do we know you stand up for a Torah from? There's no Pasuk in the Torah, ironically, that says you stand up for the Torah. The only source in the Torah is to stand up for a Talmud Chacham. It says, Vadarta Pnei Zaken. Glorify, Vadarta, make a hider for a Zaken, a Zaken, a Zekhan, a Talmud Chacham. It says in the Torah to stand up for a Talmud Chacham. Says Chazal, Gemara Kedush in Armasechta, if you stand up for a learner of Torah, certainly you stand up for the Torah itself. If you stand up for a learner of Torah, most definitely you stand up for the Torah itself. 
Frek the Ran that contradicts Rav's statement. Why is he stupid? Why is he stupid, the guy? Wrong he is. Stupid he's not. He stood up for the Torah and not the learners of Torah. Which is more important to stand up for? Learners. Torah. You see, because of Kabbalah if you stand up for a learner, Torah more so. So Torah is more important to stand up. So why are they stupid then? If they did the other way, they'd be stupid. If they stood up for a learner and not the Torah, that's a stupid guy. Because if you stand up for the learner, certainly the Torah. But if you stand up for the Torah and not the learner, why are you stupid? You're actually smart. You stood up for the more important thing. You're wrong, but why are you stupid? Rabbi says, how foolish they are. That's not a foolishness. Rabbi shouldn't mention, if Rabbi just meant that you're wrong not to stand up for a learner, say, they don't stand up for learners. He says the Tipshah says you stand up for the Torah and not learners. That's not a tipshus. The Torah is more important to stand up. I actually, we were on the right track. If Rabbi just wanted to say it's foolish not to stand up for a learner of Torah, he should not mention the fact that they stand up for Torah. But Rabbi says they're tipshay. They stand up for Torah and not the learners of Torah. That's not a tip, just Torah is more important. That's the kasha of the run. So we have three kashas, Avi, I would like to answer. You hear the three kashas? Clar, what's the foolishness? Which is more important to stand up for Torah or learners of Torah? I'm going to go backwards. Which is more important to stand up for Torah or learners of Torah? Torah, how do I know that? Because the very source. You stand up for the Talmud Chacham, that's the Pasuk. We learn a Kavachaymer Yitzelah. If you stand up for a learner of Torah Yitzelah, certainly you stand up for the... Oh, so you see, Yitz, which is more important, Yitz Shapiro, Shaps? Torah is more important. Comes this Gemara and Rabbi says they're so stupid, they stand up for the Torah, not the learners. That's not stupidity. Kasha one. Kasha two is Rabbi said they should stand up for the Rabbanon. The God said 40, but it said the number 40. Chazal say means the number that leads up to 40. <coughs> Kasha two is Majdajah's Kasha. Why does Hashem do that? Right, a misleading language that the Rabbanon figure out means 39. Kasha three is why is that the reason to stand up? Because they do us nice things, the rabbis. <laughs> they do us nice things. Like what? What's Rabbi saying? What's Rabbi saying? They're changing. As follows, Rabbi said. Moshe Rabbeinu, we are counting today, 18th day of the Omer, and we are counting towards Kabbalah Satayr, the purpose of our creation. We've just celebrated the Chag of Pesach, the creation of the Jewish people, the most precious people on earth, the children of Hashem. And we celebrated the Yantiv, our birth, the creation of the Jewish people, the people of Hashem. And then we count from Pesach to Shavuos, the purpose of our formation is to then marry us to the Torah. And we're counting towards Kabbalah Satayr. When Maishu Rabbeinu went up to receive the Torah, Gemara Shabbos Tapeches, Maishu Rabbeinu goes up to the heavens to receive the Torah, and the angels look at Maishu Rabbeinu, who's coming to take the Torah from them yet, and bring it to the earth. And the angels say, are you serious? I can learn man under the table in a second. <laughs> Put, you know, it's like they have computer games of chess, like human being against the computer. 
I remember when Kasparov, the Russian chess master, played the computer, and no, the, 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 human beings always beat the computers. And they got finally developed blue something was the name of the computer. Team blue? Deep blue. Deep blue, deep blue, very good. Very good. Deep blue. Finally, Deep Blue beat Gary Kasparov. It was like a big deal. Deep blue. They got a computer that can beat a human being. But here the angels have no problems beating a human being. And the angels said, really? <laughs> You're handing this Torah that we love, that we understand, we can learn Lumdus with the best of them. And you're giving to him, to human being. Maisha, the, from the greatest human beings who ever lived, but they still said, Really? <laughs> this is quite comical, really? The angels thought it was hysterical, and they were like, well, maybe it was just ridiculous. Who in the world is a human being that you're giving him such a precious mission of Torah? Now it's fascinating. They said, What is a pikida? A mission. Who is this human being you're giving a mission to? Now hold steady with that. The angels say you're giving this man the Torah, they call it a mission. Maishu Rabbeinu is like waiting for Hashem to answer. And Hashem says, Maishu Rabbeinu, you yourself have to say the answer. You say the answer, Maishu. Maishu Rabbeinu grabs on to the Kisei HaKavod. He holds on to the Kisei HaKavod for dear life. It is not easy to debate angels, to fight with angels. The last one who tried it had a leg injury the rest of his life. It is a very dangerous battle to battle angels. But he won. And Maish Rabbeinu held on and lost his leg. Maish Rabbeinu held on to the Kisei HaKavod and he responds to the angels. And he says to the angels, he says as follows, he says, I'm going to paraphrase what Maish Rabbeinu's answer is. His answer is that you learn better than us, for sure. You have a deeper, more profound understanding of Torah. And nonetheless, it belongs by us, not by you. You know why, angels? You learn better any day of the week than us. Deeper, you are, your understanding of Torah is dazzling. You mamish can understand it and plummets depths, its depths much greater than us. But you know why we have the Torah? Because the Torah is meant to change the learner of Torah. You can't be impacted. You don't need to be impacted by the Torah. Do you have jealousy that you need to overcome? Do you have difficult parents that you need to learn to relate to? Do you have difficult neighbors that you need to learn to get along with? Do you have a world that you need to impact and change and uplift and inspire? You don't have that, and I do. The Torah is meant to change a person, to develop, to produce a Ben Torah. We get it and we deserve it, not you. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu responds, a winning Taina, and he actually is handed the Torah. This is the Taina that hands us the Torah. So our very reason the Torah is amongst us is because it produces a person. It produces the learner of Torah. That is the reason the Torah is amongst us. You wonder, Hashem wrote a Torah that the way you read it is not the way we're supposed to keep it. It needs human beings who have been impacted. Human beings who have been impacted. They're the ones who explain to us what God means. Why does Hashem write a Torah that way? Why write a book that is an unfinished book, so to speak? 
I said yesterday, a literal person can't learn Torah because he has to understand it was written that you should finish it. Torah Shabal Peh. Look at the behind you, all the svarim, and this is a fraction of a fraction. In Lakewood, monthly, they're producing dozens and dozens of svarim. Dozens are coming out monthly. All this is Torah Shabal Peh, endless Torah. And this wasn't changes or additions. This is all what Hashem meant when He wrote the Torah. And verbally, He told Maish Rabbeinu, all these chidushim, He told Maish Rabbeinu. Torah Shabal Peh, ever, ever expansive. Each Yid with his svaru, with his thoughts that are supposed to be part of Torah. Why does Hashem write a Torah that a human being is supposed to expand? Why do you write a Torah which says hit the human being 40 times and it's minus one? And the reason Rabbi Say is, is the Torah's post, I want you to hear Sakiva, the Torah wants the human being to be a shutif with Hashem. He wants the human being to be mashlam the Torah because you're supposed to become one with the Torah. It's you and the Torah. It's a shidduch. The Torah and you, the Torah elevates you and the Torah connects to you and you're supposed to be a part of Torah. If I ask the real Sefer Torah, Torah is written, but then you have to become a Sefer Torah. You become part of the Torah. We define the Torah, explain the Torah, expand on the Torah. It's almost if somebody would ask, there's something called Torah Shabal Peh, which is the Iker of Torah, the Gemara and Gittin says. Somebody would say, where is the Sefer Torah of Torah Shabal Peh? Sefer Torah of Torah Shabich Sav, we know where it is, it's in the Aaron Kodesh. Where is the Sefer Torah of Torah Shabal Peh? The answer is you and I. We are the Sefer Torah of Torah Shabal Peh. The human being who's elevated by Torah and elevated to the point that he's supposed to explain it and connect to it and be involved in the process. He's supposed to become part of the Torah. Hashem tells us 39 through the Rabbanon, through human beings elevated by Torah. He tells us, he, t- he talks to us through the Torah and the human being who connects and is elevated by the Torah. It's so fast and it got Kiva. Why did pick? The Rabbanon said many things. But specifically a guy who was over in Isidaraisa, the message to the guys when he's hit 39 and he read the Torah, why isn't he hit 40? Because Rabbanon, people who are impacted by the Torah, people who are deeply, profoundly connected to the Torah, are mefarish the Torah. We say to the man who broke the Torah, who didn't allow himself to be elevated and impacted by the Torah, the message to the guy who's over Lavin. The key point, Rabbi Say, is the tipshus of these people, the stupidity of these people. They stand up for the Torah and not the learners of Torah. The only reason we have the Torah, they're standing up for the Torah so you appreciate the Torah. The only reason we have the Torah is because of what it does to the learner of Torah. Is it because it elevates the learner of Torah yet? That's why we have the Torah. So they're stupid because according to them, that they don't value the learner of Torah, we don't deserve the Torah, we wouldn't even have the Torah. The whole reason it is here is because of what it does to the learner of Torah. In a different Nusach Acher, it's a tremendous disrespect for Torah itself not to stand up for the learner of Torah because the very value of the Torah that we have is because it impacts and elevates the learner of Torah. If it was, if it was only 
if it was only a great wisdom to be studied and learned, but not that it elevated and impacted people who would stay in the heavens, the angels are much better at learning it. Our only zechus that it's here amongst us, and you're standing up for it, so you're expressing an appreciation of it. What is it? It is something, what is Torah? It is something that elevates the learner of Torah. I've gotten very into words in my life. It's fascinating. What do we call it? This present of Hashem, this remarkable present, what do we call it? We call it Torah. The word Torah means to conceive, to give birth to. Just for now on, when you stand up for the Torah, I am standing up, call it in English, to the conceiver, to that which gives birth to. That's what you call, that's what the word Tyra means. Tyra is Malash and Hara, pregnancy, to give birth to. So next time you stand up, next time you say Zeis HaTayra and you stand up, you're supposed to bow a little, give a little bow. Sagidna Mikamei Dikara Raisa. We say in Brishmei, I bow to the preciousness of Tyra. The next time they do Hagba, give a little bow, a slight bow. That's what you're supposed to do, Aloha. When the Torah comes near you, the, the fingers are minug. Bowing is, is, is brought in Aloha. When it comes, when the Torah is faced, you give a little bow. And when next time you bow to the Torah, don't say the word Torah. Forget ones, don't say, maybe say Zayza Torah, but also say, I am bowing to the conceiver. The conceiver of who? Conceiver means the thing that gives birth. That's the, what we call it. When a Torah walks in and you stand up, next time think, I am standing up to what? Torah. What's Torah? The conceiver. The thing that gives birth. Gives birth to what? Gives birth to you and me. The thing that lifts up and elevates and creates B'nai Torah. That's what I'm standing up to, a conceiver. They stand up. They stand up for so They value the conceiver. Can you imagine if there'd be a din, a lady who's expecting, give her tremendous honor. You know why? She's about to conceive another Eved Hashem. So let's say there'd be Allah, you stand up for ladies who are conceiving, who are expecting. There'd be such a din, so an expectant lady would walk in, all of us would rise. She's expecting. If that would be the Allah, give massive covered to an expecting lady. How stupid would it be that when the kid is born, you trample over the kid? You only gave her COVID because of her capacity. What is she, your essence? Now, she might be more important than the kid because she conceives kids. She sees the, she's the source. But what you respected, what was unbelievable about her, she's a conceiver of kids. That's what's amazing about her. It would be a stupidity that you respect her and then a kid's born, you trample and throw out the kid in the garbage. How foolish they are. In front of a Torah that conceives people, that the people that are born actually define her and explain her. She elevates people to degrees that they become partners with her in explaining her. And Hashem designed it as such. The very Torah produces people that are Sifrei Torah. It produces Sifrei Torah. That's why they explain the Torah and, and, and the Torah speaks through them. And it's only complete with the Rabbanan and with the, what the Rabbanan tell us. So, how foolish people are. They stand up for the Torah and they don't respect Talmud Chacham. So what I want to say to them, the purpose of our learning... 
learned Torah, and Hashem was mitzvah. The reason we learn is because God was mitzvah us to learn, and the reason we learn it's the main mitzvah. Talmud Torah connected kulam, and we want to do ratz in Hashem. But understand, you're learning something that creates bnei Torah. The word ben Torah is overused. He's a ben Torah. Ben Torah is magical words. I am asked a lot about Shaduchim for our guys. My favorite thing to say, and this is the essence of the yeshiva, my favorite thing to say about our Bachram, about the guys in this yeshiva, the guy is the same guy during this man and Ben Azman. It's the same person. If you ever know a person, he's like, learns a lot. No, like ben Azmanim, the guy's doing cold over us. He's not the same, like a different guy. He's a great during say than Ben Azman. He's doing Avera. What happened? He learns, but he's not a learner. He reads Torah. He stands up for the Torah, but he doesn't stand up for the learner of Torah. The compliment and the praise of a person who became a Ben Torah, who molds his life according to the Torah, his behaviors, his actions, are molded by the Torah. You could ask Ray Oberlander the story, Maish. I promise the story happened. I'm saying it over as it happened. We had a guy who applied to the yeshiva years ago, and the Bacher was outstanding in learning, and I, his behavior was, 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 was just ridiculous. And I said to the father, I'm not taking your son. He's, he's good in learning. And ba- so he said, I don't get it. If he's bad in learning, you take him, and he's good in learning, he's a flaw. I said, yeah, we come from a world. Can Asri Oberlander, it happened, it was in front of him. Ask him, Edus. I said, we come from a world, every guy knows, the more you learn, your behavior, welcome home, Schleimer. The more you learn, your behavior is impacted by it. Every guy knows that you learn more, you better, have, you better match, Ben Asdarim better match Seder. Ben Asmanim better match Seder. Toichai Kibara, inside like his outside. That it has to be through it. I said, I'm scared of your son. He's, he'll be the best in the class and learning. And he has no sense that the behavior has to match. And I'm scared of that. I'm scared of that. That's inappropriate. We have to rewire him. The tire you learn has to cost. And every guy knows it. The more I learn, the better I'm learning, the better my behavior. It has to be The tire I learn is not a theoretical exercise. It's a tire that creates the ben tire. It's a conceiver. It's that which creates a ben tire. What I saw last night, sitting surrounded by guys who are B'nai Torah, so sincere, so serious about growing, beautiful people in every arena in life, just real, authentic. The word, when the world sees it and they see a guy like that, people like, they drool. And they just, they don't even know what to call it. They, the words used to what I'm describing, authentic, sincere, real. That's what the, the, the words are. What is this? It's somebody who's conceived by the tire. It's a beautiful person. The person's fun, happy, geschmack. I always tell guys that when they steig, they better stay cool. Guys think, hey, you're being funny. I can't be more serious in my life. Because what I mean is, when the guy loses identity, is the pshad, he's learning, but he's not taking tire and putting it in his life. He's not bringing it to the ball. And somehow he feels there's learning or there's life. It's not. It is our life. It is part of our life. It dictates our life. The healthy Ben Torah, the serious, sincere Ben Torah, he brings it with him everywhere. Torah ideas. Tyra values, he, it's brought with him. Avi Mati gave a shir Shabbos, and he asked the Kasha, in the morning we make Birch HaSat 
We make a birchatayr. Baruch atah Hashem l'kinu melchalam v'shabrachabonu mikol amim. We make a birchatayr. Then the guy bein astarim works out in the gym yitz. So when he comes back, second stage should be a new birchatayr. He worked in the gym. You left your sukkah, Rabbi Say. The guy leaves the sukkah, so he comes back, there's a new leishay basukkah. Ask Tysus Yudalu from Abayz and Brachas. A guy goes to the gym, he goes to work out at the Y, he comes back. What's Pshat? There's no Nubirch Satayr. And the answer sounds from, but it's just true. The answer is that everything he does is impacted by the Torah. That is part, Torah means to conceive a Ben Torah. Hashem handed us the Torah. Hashem handed us the Torah. Think about the bracha on the Torah. Think about the brachas. Hashem chose us and gave us the Torah. Why is the bracha on Torah that thank you for, that you chose us? Shouldn't the bracha on Torah be about Torah? Isn't that, do you ever notice the bracha on Torah is about us? Blessed are you Hashem who chose me to give me the Torah. Hey, God, very, it sounds narcissistic. Why is the bracha on Torah about me? Shouldn't be blessed are you Hashem. Think every bracha on the fruit is about the fruit. Baruch atah Hashem l'kerem al-chaylam. Barayim, your name is Zainus, the created fruit. Thank you Hashem for making a great Torah. Did you ever notice the bracha on Torah is about me and you, not about the thing which spoke to me in Varacham? Should be Baruch atah Hashem. No, you say not Torah. That one makes sense. No, you say not Torah. The giver of Torah. Blessed are you Hashem who gave it. No. Blessed are you Hashem who chose us, Mikolo Amin, and gave us the Torah. The Torah is a conceiver of people, elevates people. Blessed are you Hashem who chose us for this elevation. The bracha is on us because Torah is a conceiver. Torah is that which creates, is meroimim and megadel people. Learn Torah, be serious and sincere about Torah. Allow yourself to be impacted by Torah. What's produced is this beautiful Ben Torah, a sincere, idealistic, elevated, refined person. The learner of Torah that's real about it, that's serious about learning and wanting to know. Why do we start with a shear on Torah? Torah has parts that don't that are that we can't necessarily put in our lives. But in yeshiva here, we start every day with a shear on Torah. We take things in the Torah that give us instruction and direction our day-to-day life. That's how we start our limitat Torah every day in the yeshiva. Why do we start our limitat Torah? Because we're being kaveya that all the Torah we learn throughout the day is meant to impact us. And we accept it that it's not a theoretical instruction. What we learn and as we learn, we incorporate and apply to our lives. It's a Torah that's practical, that's producing a Ben Torah. And we're willingly accepting to be a Ben Torah, not just a study or a learner of Torah, but a Ben Torah. Somebody who's been conceived by the Torah. That's what I saw. I saw sincere people, I was surrounded, it was overwhelming. Sincere people who are not just learners of Torah, they're livers of Torah. They're people who aren't just something during the Seder, they're, they're, they're precious benastar. Because they're elevated, the Torah is telling them messages, it's saying things to them. So that's what I wanted to share, thing one with the Olam, and all of our obligation. Our obligation of us all to be B'nai authentic people, who our relationships, it's clear that we're learners of Tayyar, we're livers of Tayyar in our relationships, and everything we do is impacted and elevated by the Tayyar.
I saw people who were like that. A guy told me, a guy told me, a brilliant guy, who's not a guy who says excuses. A guy told me a line, yet it's, it's one of the harshest ones. I met another guy, Ben Azman, and I became very good friends. The 26-year-old guy. Today is not yet firm, but he's, he's, he's a genius. I was talking about this topic as well. One of the most brilliant minds I've met in my life. Brilliant guys. He was, I think, valedictorian in Yale. I believe valedictorian in a place of genius. It's a brilliant mind. And he asked and we, you all the No, no, I was asking him Shiloh's over Yantu. And, and this guy, you'll meet him yet. He'll be here yet. But this, the Kitzurat Varim is, is we, I was talking about this topic. A guy said to me, a guy went to Yeshiva, and he's not going to excuse He's not from yet. He'll be from this guy, this other guy. And he told me, not as an excuse, he said, I have my own things to work out, but he said, I never met a Rebbe that I liked his life. That's a massive condemnation. I don't know where he went, what he saw, I never met a Rebbe that I liked his life. That is, a, that's, that's, that's powerful. That needs tshuva she'en kamayu. I never met a Rebbe. Torah is not a subject. Torah is a, he's right. You have to stand up for the Torah and the learners of Torah. It produces somebody, it produces a life that's sincere and precious. The Rebbe is, was supposed to look at his life and the way he leads his life, his actions, his decisions. What type of community member is he? What type of person? What type of interactions does he have? Because the Torah is supposed to produce a Ben Torah. When I saw the, 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 the came of that, that the people who learned to this yeshiva get it and are just, to be in their presence is wow. Each one unique and different in his own precious way, but mamish to be surrounded by people who earn the title of a Ben Tyra, to me that was overwhelming. That needed a song. It wasn't very little could be said except to sing. We sang any song would work yeah, yeah. for that, but it needed a song. How come Shabbat said uh, you should give the Torah to Rabbi Akiva because he's the Shabbat of Torah Shabbat? It's a good question. I have my own shtickle Torah on that. If you, I'll tell it to you in a minute or less. But one time we'll talk about it more by readers. This short version, Baruch is that Maish, it's exactly this speech. Otherwise I wouldn't answer you during this speech. But my, Baruch is that Maishu Rabbeinu said, why are you giving me the Torah? You should give it to Rabbi Kiva. So Baruch said, what's Pshad in that? So just the, sh- yeah, that's what Maishu Rabbeinu said. Why you give, there's going to be a person to be Kiva, you should give Torah through him. What I want to say, Rabbi say, is what Maishu Rabbeinu was saying. Let's listen to this, the short version of what Maishu Rabbeinu was saying. Maishu Rabbeinu was born Kitoiv. It says that the whole room filled with light, with Ur. Maishu Rabbeinu had certain natural tendencies, Latoiv. Every tzaddik overcomes, and everybody knows the Medrash at the end of Kedushim, but there was certain, Maishu Rabbeinu was born, he lit up the room. Now, of course, he steigd. He was Rabban Shal Yisrael, he overcame. There's no such thing as being a tzaddik, not overcoming. But Maishu Rabbeinu represents the person who from youth made very good decisions, and certainly overcame. Rabbi Kiva represents the person who the first 40 years was not holding and overcame in a very open way. Both overcame. But my, Rabbi Kiva represents 40 years of Isnagdus. He said, I would have bit at Talmud Chacham the first 40 years of my life. I didn't like Talmud Chacham. I was misnagged. And Maish Rabbeinu saw Rabbi Kiva and he said, Torah should be given through him. 
Torah which celebrates the elevation of a person should be given through the person who openly represents the, what Torah elevates and completely changes and develops and impacts a person. Should be Rabbi Kiva. So it has a lot to do with what we're saying. That Maish Rabbeinu said to be Kiva should be the one that Torah comes to. That was Maish Rabbeinu's Havamina, but Enkan Makam Laharach. But that's that's Adkan. But that's what that's what Maish Rabbeinu says about. Certainly to learn Torah, learn Torah. Talmud Torah connect kulam. Sit and learn Torah, but all the while allow ourselves understand that our goal is to be elevated by the Torah. Let the Torah. Don't do things that are misnagate Torah. Look in the Torah and ask yourselves what advice and how can I follow it in a way that the Torah can impact me and elevate me and produce a ben Torah. So that is message I wanted to say. We have to sing a Varma song and then maybe we'll just remind that we're learning others, but we'll get to Gemara Shir. Let's think of a Varma song, Rebbe Lazar. Let's think of a Varma song. What I want to do is, it's a beautiful song, I want to sing Vahar Reinenu. What we sang, which is Hashem should open our eyes in Torah. That's what we did last night. Yehuda Bahar Reinenu? Pretty decently high key. Low it doesn't sound so good, that song. Perfect. 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 Malkin very high key. This doesn't even work at all. Oh, really high key. Come on. Yeah. yeah. 